Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your host, Dr. Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you folks. Happy Friday. I mean, this week has just flown by. And uh, with me is Kevin. Just a second ago, I told Kevin, I'm going to tell him a story about this colonel who tore me up one time. I'll tell you a little bit about that. But good morning, Kevin. Good morning. I'm eager to hear it retold. That was that was quite the story. All right. So, you know, when a, when a sergeant major shows up on post or base or whatever you guys call it in your branch of the service, when that E-9 shows up, you got to go respect those people who are, well, on both sides. I go introduce myself to everybody, everybody in the entire area that I worked in. So people saw me, they knew who I was, and they felt comfortable enough to approach me, uh, things like that. And and uh, I remember one day I was moving around, and, and I was coming, and I said, you know, I still haven't met that colonel. Uh, upstairs. And so I, I ran upstairs. I went, I knocked on her door and he said, get in here. And uh, boy, I'm telling you this colonel, he said, sit down. And I sat down and boy, he chewed up one side and back down the other. There wasn't much left of me when he got all done. <laughs> and uh, and uh, he just went on four or five minutes. He gave, I mean, he, he had a couple colonel parables and stuff like that only available at West Point and stuff. You know, and he, he was giving me lessons from Ulysses S. Grant. And I, I don't know. I mean, just, it was just, it was long-term. I mean, you get about two minutes, you know, my ADHD, OCD and DUMB all put together. I, I'm good about 90 seconds to maybe 120 if I'm in uniform and this this colonel's there and i mean this guy just got all done tearing me up after about five minutes and i'll never forget his face when i looked at him and said colonel i just have one question and he said what's that sergeant major and i said can you tell me what i did and he looked at me and said <laughs> something like you're not jones <laughs> I mean, jones, jones may not have been the name but i'll tell you i've never laughed so hard <laughs> life he tore up the wrong person and uh, i was just telling kevin it was it was about a year about a year every time i'd say oh, i'm so sorry sorry major i i can't believe i i didn't handle myself properly and stuff like that and i i was just being i guess i was heaping coals upon his head without even trying on his head you know i'd say things like colonel no worries at all i'm i'm not concerned about it. i didn't tell the general anything we're cool I mean, no worries. You know, I kept on saying things like, it's all right. You know, let's go drink a caramel macchiato together. Everything's all right. You know, we're tight. And to this day, we're Facebook friends and hang out. And every time I see this man, and I haven't seen him in three or four years, and uh, he's, he lives not terribly far from here. And if I go through his city, I'll stop by and give him a call and say, I'm in town. And uh, we'll go over there and sit at Starbucks. And the first thing he'll say to me is, boy, I messed up. And uh, uh, folks, own it and move on own it and move on you know i was thinking so i got this term again words of the day or term of the day uh this one person wrote and said what about emotional numb i'm just my emotions are so upside down i i'm just numb sometimes you know i go from crying to laughing to happy to sad what could have been what should have been what is what isn't uh i mean i i got like six paragraphs from this um perfectly wonderful person and i was thinking about that and we've all kind of been there before. 
And, and there's several verses that came to my mind and, and I did some research on this and the Lord is nigh, he's close to us unto them that are of a broken heart and save as such as be of a contrite spirit. Uh, so God is right next to those of us who are suffering through emotional craziness and he's the one who can heal us and give us emotional well-being. You know, we search for it in so many other places. We buy self-help books and, and, and I'm guilty. Uh, you know, we, we do all that, but God's spirit brings the healing and restoration. We see that in Isaiah 61, one, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He have sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to them, which are bound. And, and God's spirit is healing, healing, uh, that old John 14 peace I leave on you. My peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. And and God all of a sudden draws this distinction and says, I'm not talking about the peace that you're watching on TV. I'm not talking about the peace that was your spelling word in fifth grade. I'm talking about a peace that heals your soul. I'm talking about a peace that goes into those who are broken. Uh, I'm the God that fixes those things. And if you chase after me and my joy, if I'm your first love, if I'm the answer to all your questions first, I can help you out. And I think emotional numbing, and and I mean, we're not, uh, you know, this isn't some alien thing to Kevin or me or anybody on earth for that matter. We can get to the point where we don't understand why things happen the way they do. People do you wrong. Some people, I, I tell you guys always that 50% of the world are knuckleheads, and I stand by that. And, uh, you know, sometimes, sometimes if we're not careful, we can shut down. And to me, that's kind of what emotionally numb means. I just want to shut down, shut down. I come home from work, I shut the door, I lay on the couch. And God's bigger than that. God says, nah, we don't come home and lay on the couch. We go to Planet Fitness and hang upside down on something and do sit-ups. We run around and say hi to people. We go on visitation at a church. We hop in a new Bible study. We hang out with the cool people because we serve a great God, and he's right next to us, Kevin. He's nigh. He's standing right next to us, brother. Yeah. You know, there's tra- trauma wounds us, and it's very common to feel sensitive and tender when you're wounded but there's also those wounds that happen repeatedly and they don't heal because they don't have a chance to heal maybe they skin over but it festers on the under the surface or maybe it's just re-injured it you know the wound occurs on the elbow or something it's just constantly moved and and you don't have the chance to immobilize it or stitch it together whatever and and so as a result you know, it just stays wounded. But then there's those wounds that they never get right, but they kind of callous over. You know, uh, about two years ago, I hurt my finger, um, my next to little finger on my right hand. I I nicked it, and somehow, you know, if you if you nick a finger, if you nick, if there's a a germ, <laughs> and I don't. <laughs> I've been there, brother. I almost had one cut off one time. Yeah, there, there's a germ, and I can't remember what it's called, papillovirus or something, and who knows, that might be AIDS or something, but <laughs> there's there's, a, there's some kind of germ. If you get it in, it will it will make its own uh, defensive 
fortress uh, under the skin. So you'll skin over. It's like some kind of staph infection. Sounds like, yeah, terrible. I think it is. Yeah. And if it's, if it's just a little, I I just had a Nick and what it made is commonly called a wart. And, um, and so that, that little, it became a little black dot brother that stayed with me for a year and a half. Mm. And, and I would try to deal with it. I, I tried to shave it off, you know, with like a razor blade. I tried <laughs> to skin it off. I tried to use an abrasive uh, wheel on it, on, on a drill. Uh, um, I used the wart <laughs> remover. It just drilled deeper, man. It just, it had set up a defensive position where I could not get, it, it was a year and a half. And, um, and I finally hit it with a, I just said, you know what, I'm going to spend the money. I'm going to get the full strength. You know, I'm not going to get the pen. I'm going to get the real thing. And I just did it every day for about 30 days. Um, and, and as far as add this stuff to it, but, but anyway, it finally killed all the, the skin over it to the point that it, it killed the, the germ itself. Well, I'm thinking about, I have been wounded before, and I'm sure the dear uh, lady that wrote to you has been wounded to the point where you just don't you don't feel anymore. You, you know, it, it, the body sets up a defensiveness. You know, the wound sets up. You know, the the, the devil gets in it. You know, and it sets up a a uh, a, a a hard area where you're no longer feeling. And, and that, you know, the psalmist said, Psalm 77, verse four, that holdest mine eyes waking. I am so troubled that I cannot speak. And, you know, that speaks of confusion. Sometimes our feelings are confused. If you if you have a narcissist in your life, that narcissist uses, uses contorted love. Love bombing is a false love. So if you believe that for a while and then realize it's not right, it's, I mean, it's not real, um, the, you know, or if that person gaslights you to the point that, OK, he's blaming, shaming you because he's projecting his own guilt on you. And you embrace that because you want to believe the best about that person. You will absolutely develop a callous toward love or toward shame. And there's people that were raised in that from a baby and some people just cannot feel. And it's, uh, you know, the New Testament warns us about that. It says, who being past feeling have give themselves, given themselves over to, you know, lust or something like that. And I'm, I'm not looking at the scripture, but the idea is there's a danger and, and we're created to be feeling beings, right? So my feelings, it's, it ought to be a flag. It, it ought to be a, a, a warning to me. If I'm not feeling, and I'm sure that's why this dear person wrote to you, that there's a, a need to go ahead and visit that thing and and bring God in on it and let him redefine what love is, you know, and, yeah, and yeah. Op- open it up. Yeah, I know we're out of time. On yeah, that. probably need to go to break. The heavy duty stuff. Yeah, God is as heavy duty as you can get. Hey, folks, hang with us. We'll be right back with you.
I can remember some years ago, we were out in Virginia and uh, we were at an army fort, the kids, Debbie and I, and we had went, actually went down at a conference and I brought my wife and, and actually we had Doug. Doug was just a baby at the time and I was just so wound up, just a very busy day, a long day. And I shut my right ring finger in the car door. I put Doug in his seat, got Debbie up front, kissed her, you know, shut her door, made sure, opened the door, kissed Doug, make sure he was hooked all right. And when I shut the door, I shut my finger in the door. And I'm going to tell you, this thing developed underneath the fingernail. It was black. And my finger swelled. You know, some people say, you know, I was swollen. Well, let me tell you what a swollen finger looks like. Triple the size. I mean, it was just, it was throbbing. And I was thinking everybody's saying, yeah, heat a pin and stick a, you know, stick a needle through your nail through it, get it as hard as you can stick a nail through that. And finally I just broke down and said, I can't do this anymore. And so I go over to the emergency room and this doctor comes in and he heats this pin and he stuck a needle through my nail and squeezed and man, that blood's squirted all over the place and whipped some peroxide on it and some, you know, antibiotic cream and said, God bless you, dude, get out of here. And, uh, but here we are, we're coming into Proverbs. So I know what a digit feels like when you met, man, I'm telling you everything you touch, it's always that finger that's up front. It doesn't matter what you're doing. You know, you think you pick your nose with your pointer or something. No, that ring finger's involved. I mean, you're eating spaghetti, the ring finger's there. You bite something, you get a little bite of that ring finger. You're eating potato. It was terrible. It was, I mean, I'm doing push-ups for an Army PT test, and I have tears coming out of my eyes. But, you know, Proverbs 31 is a great chapter in the book of Proverbs, you know. Amen, it, it describes bro. the characteristics. In it. And we're not talking figures anymore. We're talking about a virtuous woman or, or a woman that has great strength and courage and has saved herself for a husband and and we're not talking about somebody who was molested or something. It has nothing to do with your purity in the eyes of God or me, for that matter. Or somebody who's been married and widowed and things like that. Somebody who got saved even was crazy before then, because I certainly was there. But you get right. You still got a chance at being a Proverbs 31 woman. And uh, it emphasizes, you know, that a woman of faith, uh, boy, they fear the Lord. They de they're devoted to him. They're devoted to his teaching. They make a difference. They just say, wherever I've been, wherever I'm at, from this point forward, I'm going to have the courage to serve God. I'm going to be an ideal wife and mother. I'm not going to, you know, I, even when I'm moody and I'm going through it, I want to change that. Because let me tell you, a lady's example can change lives just like a man's example can and i'm telling you this sometimes my my wife and i i mean we had headaches the other day or upside down we're getting ready to travel we had just come off for three trips in a row we're getting ready to travel out to colorado and i remember we're going through what are we going to do about this what are we going to do about that we're packing bags we're trying to make sure we got everything and then debbie looked at me and said you know what she said god has been so good to us look at everything he's done for us in any moodiness, any attitude, whatever I had, her being that God-fearing wife, um, it just stopped. And she said, look what God has done for us, completely changed me. And if we look at Proverbs 31, 1 through 3, that's where we're at today. And those of us who serve God, when we invoke what God has done for us, it changes things. The words of King Lemuel, uh, the prophecy that his mother taught him, what my son and what the son of my womb and what the son of my vows. Give not thy strength unto women. 
nor thy ways to that which destroyeth kings. So, you know, we read that, and and right away, I think as we go through that, uh, the prophecy, you know, that his mother's teaching him there is is significant in that first verse. She's saying, you know, I'm, I want you to know what's going on. I'm talking to you. And, and, and she goes on and she says, uh, I'm giving you this advice that you're going to need and these things that are going to do. She said, don't give your strength away to, to just any woman. Don't give these things away, nor the ways which destroy a king. And she's given King Lemuel this advice and, and said, be careful with women. Make sure you get that Proverbs 31 woman. Be careful with these people. And men, it means the same thing to you. Be careful with that person that you're going to give your heart to. Be careful with that person that you're going to make your life all about, that, that's going to be your helpmeet, that's going to be your husband or wife standing next to you for all time. Be careful. And, uh, it's, and, and it's a warning, I think, uh, about becoming involved in these sexual relationships outside of marriage. And uh, it's don't become involved with somebody. You know, listen, uh, a one-person physical relationship and the intimacy, or uh, we can call it sex, we can call it whatever we want, but what God's saying is this is something that's a gift for me to your marriage. And if we do things outside of the marriage, you know, she's wanting, she's saying, man, you're just going to be living and chasing these things and, and, and you're going to forget what's important. But God gives us this one person who makes everything awesome. And it doesn't lead to destruction because we stand in front of God and we represent this covenant that he has with us. And, and, and we represent what God has for us. And we say, and anything we do within marriage, it's not sex, it's making a love. It's, it's, it's a form of worship to God. And, and here's mom saying, don't, don't go all crazy. Don't be chasing after things you shouldn't be chasing after. You know, be the kind of man that God would have you be. And friends, I just want to tell you this. I, be the kind of man or woman that's going to stand up with courage and the right thing. And you say, no, when we're married. And no one's going to push that who's a Christian. Nobody who gets this is going to push that. And we all have hormones. We all, uh, we all have needs. We all have desires. We all have wants. But man, when God shows up, God says, I, I know you got this stuff. It's all right. I have an answer for that. It's your, it's your husband or wife. And man, it's going to be better than anything you can get from any street corner that's just going to flash. Nah, it's not about that. Yes. It's, about, it's about me, God. And I'm going to give you that person. And, and and you're going to be their person. And just trust me on that. Don't don't lead the way to destruction. And I think that's what it's saying, Kevin. And I know it's late running into this because i got to tell a joke. Sorry about that. <laughs> that's fine. You know, um, there's something about when it's done the right way. It's not prudish. It's it's wholesome. It's it's you know, it's holy. But holy is not prudish. And the world thinks Holiness is some kind of a religiosity, but you know, the Bible says marriage is honorable and all and the bed undefiled. undefiled. Yeah. And, and, but whoremongers and adulterers, God will judge us as Hebrews chapter um, 13. So our savior has, has set up the way of our satisfaction to be within a safe place. And that safe place is the marriage bed. 
But um, the Bible says, give not the strength unto women is what you read. That's Proverbs 31, 3. Nor thy ways that was destroyeth kings. So here's a mother raising a king and saying, you know what? I want you to turn out to be happy and secure and admirable and go down in history as doing something and being something. And in order to do that, don't give away that which is rightly belonging in this scenario called marriage and don't give it to just women unfortunately solomon didn't do that but solomon gave it away he had a thousand relationships it seemed like uh the, the bible describes but you know i'm thinking about we live in a day where people talk about naughtiness as if it's a good thing i'm talking about girls i'm talking about ordinarily wise girls are saying, oh, I like to be naughty sometime. And, and I get it. You know, I like to have a you know piece of fudge when, when I'm not supposed to have a piece of fudge. I get all that. But when it comes to throwing away your morals and your innocence, we'd better be careful. I think that's why the adulterous woman, when trying to lure a man in Proverbs 9, 17, said, stolen waters are sweet. And bread eaten in secret is pleasant. So there is a an attraction to all of us in the idea of I want to be behind closed doors with someone I'm not supposed to be with. She may not be better than my wife. She may not be, you know, better looking. She may not be, you know, just a better person to have. But there's something that that is attractive to stolen waters. And mm. eating it in secret. Yeah. And, yeah. <clears throat> you know, the New Testament uses the word chambering and wantonness. I looked up that word chambering, Doug. Chambering means uh, getting into chambers that behind closed doors, attitude. And wantonness means, oh, right, man. It's just kind of we're going to let everything go and just, you know, we're going to we're going to be friends with benefits. We're going to have this this freedom with each other. And all this feels so good. Well, why does it feel better than a marriage relationship feels like? It's still the same act, but it's, it's the, the idea that it's yeah. the, it's satanic. It's it's, it's satanic. Evil. I hate to I hate to shut you down, brother Kevin, but here we are up against the time again, folks. Yeah. Let me just say this: uh, go and sin no more. I don't care where you came from. I don't care where you're at. I just care where you're going. And, uh, folks, I, I don't know what you've been through in your lives. So I don't know, uh, if you're as far, uh, from what God has described for us, it's okay. Right where you're at now, just give all that to God and say, God, from this point forward, I'm going to go and sit no more. And you know what? God's going to make you that Proverbs 31 woman. He's going to make you that gentleman who's worthy of a Proverbs 31 woman. So stop what you're doing. Just get this right and uh, give it to God. God will take care of you. And I don't care where you came from. I don't care where you've been and how many times you've been there. I just care that right now you give all this to God and say, God, it's yours. Hey, we sure do love you folks. If you got to get a hold of me, look me up at Doug at WoundedSpirits.com uh, over there. Helpful Wounded Spirits Facebook page. You know, that's Kevin Rob out there on Facebook. Drop me a line. Say, hey, Kevin, it was good to hear from you today. We sure do love you guys. Hey, when you go out today, wear that smile that only God can give. Listen to every word Brother Eric's going to tell you. Know for sure that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. Thank you. May God bless you. Happy Friday. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today.
First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at woundedspirits.com.